0: What's going on? Success as list Tal McCart coming at you. Episode 197, I believe we're on. Excited to be able to do this episode with you guys. I am driving up the road right now, headed to go get probably some of the most yummy things that uh, you could ever put in your mouth. You only need to do this like maybe once or twice a quarter, <laughs> if that. But that is hot Krispy Kreme donuts, yes. You might ask, Tyler, why are you doing this? It's a Saturday morning and I am, it is about 9.15 in the morning. Well, the main reason I'm doing this is because of my son, my youngest son, he's a kindergartner and he gets rated pretty much every day on his behavior, just like most kindergartners do. And some, some kindergartners have, you know, different, some kindergarten teachers have different things. Well, our kindergarten teacher, she has a, a, a clip system. And that clip system ranges anywhere between pink and purple. And if you were on purple, that means you have a letter sent home of your misbehavior. If you have pink, you have been exceptionally and extraordinarily good. And so with my little boy, it has been a mixed bag. We have yet to be on pink, ever. <laughs> We've been on yellow and orange, uh, kind of very sporadically. Yellow and orange are pretty good, actually. They are actually the type that are I'm, I'm good with. And then green is kind of, hey, you're you're doing all right. You're 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 a, a mild mannered young man or a young lady that day, and so guess what? You you get green and you're ready to learn and you're not really acting out. But then if you drop below that and get on blue or turquoise or purple, well, you know that's that's not good. Well, my little boy Timothy, he is. He had I, I don't remember the last time he's done this, uh, especially this year. But he was on green the entire week. Green. Yes. So I told him that we are going to celebrate. Now I have told him. I have promised him. And everybody is continuously reminding him in my home. That if we ever get on pink. If he is ever one day on pink. Then dad will do a cartwheel. And we'll all go out for ice cream. And he'll get to play Minecraft for two hours. Yes I said two hours. So. I'm excited for Timothy, and we're going to reward him with some Krispy Kreme donuts that will benefit us all, that will help keep everybody engaged with Timothy. So, Success Has Community, I'm so happy to talk to you guys, and um, you know, I, I really just want to talk to you guys about a, a topic, uh, actually my devotion this morning, which I'm stopped at a light, and I'm going to read this, uh, Ruth 318, it says, then Naomi said, "Stand still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out. The man, speaking of Boaz, will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day." All right. So, as I've been uh, just to, with what I do with my with my business, I sit down with a lot of people, and you know the mindset that I've I've. Began to adopt and really incorporate in my business is the go giver mentality. Is basically I go I go to a meeting I go to that appointment like I've got two today. I got a phone phone conversation uh, that I I've, I've set up and then I have a um, another meeting at one o'clock today. And that whole entire mindset is where that. I'm going to go sit down with this person with no agenda. If I have an agenda, the only agenda that I have is to add value to this person's life. Let me get a quick um, swig of uh, an excess energy drink. Hang on guys. Ah, the pink grapefruit Mm, sparkling pink grapefruit. So good. Anyway. So as I'm sitting down with these individuals, you know, I'm, I have, to, I have to hold myself back from, you know, wanting to jump in to what I have to offer or what I have to give or what I have to, uh, you know, offer them. But instead of having a more of a mindset of, guess what? I just want to hear what's going on in this person's life. And wherever that, you know, conversation goes, guess what? I, I want to add value to this. I want to be an encouragement to them. I want to be a lamplighter to them. I want to light their lamp and you know just be able to add value to them and I, I just believe i just know that my heavenly father sees what i'm doing and will compensate me because that's what it says in proverbs 11 that he will that he gives a sure compensation for this so i i'm just telling you kind of what i do but in 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 the in the whole thing of it is that Ruth 318 is, don't sweat it, rest. And I never saw this before, but it was just a great illustration of what happened to Ruth. So Ruth, if, if you know the story of Ruth, Ruth goes out, you know, she, her, her husband dies. And her her mother-in-law, her other son, basically dies as well and Naomi is a Jewish woman and her kids I believe married Moabite women now that was not exactly the fitting thing for that uh, for the Jewish culture to marry outside of the Jewish culture but they did that and Naomi left the Jewish you know uh, people and because her two sons, had gone had been had had died that basically left her as a widower and she was basically helpless and so the one daughter-in-law decides to go back to her moabite people but ruth ruth saw something must have saw something with naomi and the jewish people uh for she says in there that you know where else am i going to go I will make your God my God. Now that's that's I could I could talk on that right there, guys, for you know a couple podcasts. I will make your God my God. You know, there's there's a stage in your life. I'll just do a quick little rabbit trail with this. There's a stage in your life where the you can't have your parents' God, you can't have uh, your pastor's God, you can't have your you know best friends' God, You can't have your spouse's God. You have to make God your God. That's why it says in uh, First, uh, you know, Philippians 2:19. It says, "My God, my God, personal, making God personal." So Ruth makes uh, makes her makes you know her allegiance to Naomi's, um, you know, Naomi's Jehovah, basically her God. Well, a lot of things change for Ruth and Naomi because of that. And one of the things is, is Naomi goes and says, hey, all right, we're back here. One of the things the Jewish people do is that they allow the poor to go and glean uh, from the barley that is being picked or being harvested. So they would leave a little bit of barley, you know, out. Well, it just so happened that Ruth, when she went out, there was a gentleman that saw her, Boaz, and said, hey, go ahead and uh, leave a little bit extra of uh, the gleaning or whatever the wording would be uh, for you. Well, that gleaning was an ephod that she collected up. Now, that is a lot for a, you know, someone for the poor because that would last that poor person 10 days, all right? That would last that person 10 days. So it was a blessing because of what God was doing. But I just want you to watch the progression of this. The next time uh, that... Naomi encourages Ruth to go sit at the feet or go lay at the feet of Boaz. Now, this is is before Ruth has gotten hitched with Boaz, but she goes and rests at his feet. And I believe the way that works out, and I'm going to just look at this real quick because I'm at a red light, that when she did that, she got the equivalent of 10 ephods, or it was, no, not 10, I, I take that back, it wasn't 10, it was the equivalent of what would be, when she did this, it was the equivalent of I think 6 ephods, so that means 60 days worth of food, barley, that, she, that Ruth received in order for she and Naomi to survive what a blessing i mean here she is she's resting she's she's doing less work (laughs) hello (laughs) and the lord is blessing her with what is taking place now here's here's what i want to do watch this so then naomi says that in verse 18 and by the way now i'm parked where i'm at so i can uh look at this real quick my notes. Um, so then all of a sudden Ruth says that whole entire Ruth 318 says, stand still my daughter until you know how the matter will turn out for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. So what was, what was Boaz trying to conclude? Well, Boaz was unbeknownst to, um, unbeknownst to Ruth or without Ruth's assistance, Boaz was going behind the scenes, behind the scenes because Boaz was a kinsman, the redeemer. And he was going behind the scenes, uh, taking action on Ruth's behalf to make her his wife. Now, all Ruth had to do was write <laughs> through it all, basically. Ruth sat still and rested. And guess what? Let's go back to the whole barley example. Once Ruth was married to Boaz, guys, that meant that no more measures of wealth of the sixty ephods, which was 60 days. No, now Ruth had the entire yield of the whole barley field in total so she would never lack again oh man so Boaz is just the picture of our kinsman Redeemer Jesus okay and he's already done all the work on our behalf and so whenever it says rest guys it's we're not talking about not having any kind of bodily perspiration or or anything like that you know no 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 no. we're talking about no more reliance on self no more self-effort there's only god effort with all this there's only god effort and when you put the god factor in there it changes everything right and i'm gonna i'm gonna push pause i'm gonna also tell another story that i uh got to listen now uh, that i talked to a gentleman um, for that. But gang, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you about this, is stop striving and be at rest. Here's, here's here's just a question I have for you guys. If salvation, the greatest work that we receive, okay, comes to us only by resting in Jesus' finished work, then think about this, guys. How much more will all the other blessings come to us if we just rest in Jesus finished work. How about that thought right there? Okay. I'm gonna run here and get these uh, donuts. I'll be right back. Alright, now that I got my hot crispy cream donuts, <clears throat> I'm back. I apologize about that guys. You might have had a little two or three second <laughs> uh, silence right there. Anyway, all right. So Where was that? Oh yeah. So resting, resting in the Lord is, it's more of a, you know, a departure from self effort, a departure from self-reliance. I mean, this was, this, for me, this is, this hits home so much for me because this is where I I found myself for so many years uh, just working my butt off And, you know, quote unquote, grinding it out with my, with my business and, you know, with my job as well. And, you know, this was the main departure that I had to, you know, come to grips with that. I could not rely on my self-effort. I could not rely upon my work ethic of being able to create the lifestyle that I wanted to have for my family or the lifestyle that I pictured that I, that my heavenly father you know, had for me. Okay. And so when I finally, you know, came to grips with that, which it took a process, guys, it took a process of me being able to fully rest. And, and I, and I'll admit, even though I'm a re, uh, a recovering, um, <laughs> toil, uh, <laughs> person that toils or striver, you know, that used to strive or that used to, you know, be a self-reliant person upon my own self uh it it sometimes is a day to day i mean i i praise the lord that i i i'm more rel- reliant upon the lord from a day to day basis today but i do have some moments during you know even my week all right or even you know my 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 you know maybe a little bit of during the day where that i have flare ups okay I, I just can i just be truthful with you guys is that okay that I, I get out of that state of rest. And that's why the Lord, he says, labor to enter into my rest. And I really, the, the two stories I wanna share with you guys, the one one thing is, is is that you are gonna have things you're gonna have to do. And there's, there's a difference between a load and a burden. And I, I love this picture, this one gentleman Uh, that I met with yesterday, he just gave me such a great word picture of the difference between a load and a burden. So, because you were never you were never created to carry burdens. You do have loads, you do have responsibility. You do have things that, you know, you are responsible for, and, but you're never to carry more than your load. Now, the perfect picture of that, that this gentleman gave me is, is, If you take a a ship and you look at a ship, before that ship goes in the water, you'll normally see a ship that'll have at the very bottom, the very, very bottom of the ship, a different color. Normally maybe like a red. Uh, If you look at any kind of ship, you'll see it has a different kind of color on the bottom of it. And if that ship, Here's the cool thing. The reason for that color on the bottom is it is supposed to you're always supposed to see that red color on the bottom of that ship. If it ever dips below that red color, where you can't see that color anymore, then the ship is has too many burdens on it. It has too many things that is weighing it down. So it goes below the actual burden line. And yes, you're supposed to have a a load on you, but that load is supposed to be toil free. That load is supposed to be at at rest where you're not stressing out uh, about it. Now, here's the other good uh, word picture. Same guy gave it to me. I just, I'm just stealing from him. So he, he's, he, tell me a story of his little girl that she he was trying to figure out a way to connect with his little girl and the way that he was he had his little girl's an only child so she got legos uh one time for a birthday present and she actually kind of got excited about it and so both that's kind of his way of being able to connect with his daughter on a individual level now watch this that was just a great word picture he painted so Stephen, this is a gentleman's name. Stephen says, "So Tyler, you know, I learned something just by building Legos with my daughter, and my relationship with my Heavenly Father. That it's not about the Legos. The Legos are just a means for my daughter and I to connect. When my daughter, when my daughter and I are building the Legos together, we're we're having fun. We're we're together." But anytime she decides to lean forward and lean away from me and start to try to build the Legos on her own, then she gets frustrated. She gets toilsome. She is, she starts, she gets a little bit apprehensive. She starts to, you know, not enjoy the Legos all that much. And when Steven shared this with me, he said, but when, when she leans back, but when she leans back on my chest and it's just, she and I together building the Legos together, I've already got, I've already given her the Lego blueprint, the, the, the actual instruction book for, but when she's actually building the Legos with me, man, she has so much joy. We're laughing together we're having fun together, we're connecting, and the Legos are never the point. The Legos are never the the main thing. The Legos are just there to allow she and her father to connect. Man, what a great word picture that is about us. You know, the, the assignment, if you've ever heard me talk, guys, you've heard me talk about, guess what? The, you know, Adam was given fellowship with the whole, with his heavenly father. He was given an assignment to be able to go and do something in the earth. And then he was given all the resource, the provision to actually go after that. But instead, heavenly father may I? Bet, but instead when the fall happened, guess what? That whole entire script got flipped. And what, what took place was is now all of a sudden Adam was chasing after the provision and he was utilizing his assignment to try to fulfill the provision that he needed to survive. And the fellowship was never there. Hence, just using it in the, you know, uh, in the Stephen and his daughter's case, is the daughter would sit there and chase after the Legos and trying to figure out the, how to build the Legos without the, her father's help. Therefore, she got frustrated, she got, you know, she made the assignment more about the provision that was in front of her, about the object she was building, than about the fellowship. And gang, I'm telling you, one key thing in your walk is to rest. Don't sweat it, rest. Because I'm telling you, just like Ruth, you will see yourself if you can Get, not just lay at Jesus' feet, but actually marry up with Him. Get in tight with Him, seeking Him, not stressing out, not being in self-reliance, not being in self-effort, but just relaxing and being in that moment with your Heavenly Father, fellowshipping with your Heavenly Father. Guess what happens, guys? The Legos get built. The Legos get put together. And you know what? You know what's cool is, is that it gets accomplished with no toil, no sweat. And man, it is such a beautiful picture, guys. So, success as a community. That's it for me. I'm getting ready to turn down my main road. I've got my uh, hot donuts with me to give to my son. I'm excited about that. But I just want to share that quick little word picture with you guys. I thought it was just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, but, gang, know this: if if this if this podcast or this episode has blessed you guys, I would ask you to consider to partner with me. You can go to the the Success, no, not the Success Edge. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart, T Y L E R M C C A R T. And, you know, for what, for what it's worth, a cup of coffee, you know, uh, that you might get at Starbucks or wherever your favorite place is uh, for, you know, for one month. That's what it would take just to support the success edge. Just consider it. Just pray about it, guys. That's all I'm asking. But if you've been blessed by it, just consider it. So, success edge community, know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs upon you, guys, and gang will catch you on the other side.